if there's one thing I recommend, dial back the release, the desire for more mobility, and start to create stability. The best way to do that is by picking up a weight. What's up, lovely ladies? Dr. Emily Kybert here with Thyroid Strong Podcast. I am a chiropractor, a mama to Elvis in Brooklyn, and I have Hashimoto's, but it's currently in remission. On this podcast, I share simple, actionable steps with a little bit of tough love on how to lose that stubborn weight, get your energy and your life back, and finally learn how to work out without burning out, living with Hashimoto's. What's up, lovely ladies? Dr. Emily Kybert here with the shorty episode. So I wanted to share my clinical observation that I've noticed working with ladies with Hashimoto's in the clinic, seeing thousands of patients, also on my own body and also working with women online, but much easier to assess in person. So I have noticed from a clinical observation, this element of joint hypermobility in my autoimmune ladies this element of joint laxity. The joints are not creating integrity and they're a little sloppy. And as a chiropractor since 2007, a lot of chiropractors look for what is not moving, right? What's not moving enough. And then we do an adjustment. A good chiropractor will also look at what is moving too much from a joint perspective, from a range of motion, active range of motion, passive range of motion from a muscular stretch perspective. So I look at what's not moving enough and what's moving too much. And why do I look for that? Because if something's moving too much, you don't want to add more mobility like foam rolling, like static stretching, like yoga, like massage. Because if something is moving too much and you put that joint or muscle on a stretch or a release, now you're asking it to move even more. So if it's moving too much, you want to actually create stability and rein in that movement instead of adding more movement. So some common mistakes that I see with the Hashi ladies is if they do experience this hypermobility, they want a massage. Like, doc, teach me how to foam roll this area. Should I put a ball, a lacrosse ball in the back of my calf <laughs> to release that trigger point? And some of the common mistakes that conventional medicine or functional medicine docs make with exercise recommendations for these women with Hashimoto's that do have hypermobility are a movement and exercise recommendation that includes walking, which I'm all for walking from a cardiovascular perspective, but I'll talk about why it's not great as the only exercise for the ladies with hypermobility. Low impact exercise is a common recommendation. Yoga, Pilates, swimming, which would be low impact. None of those feed the muscle, right? With Hashimoto's, we need muscle on the bone. Muscle is our metabolic engine. It secretes myokines, which are proteins which have been shown to help regulate our hormones as well as our immune system. And so when we make the exercise recommendation for the Hashi ladies to only walk only do low impact exercise, only do yoga Pilates. I think it comes from a place of not wanting to overdo it, not wanting to make a recommendation for a woman where they might push themselves into a Hashimoto's flare-up, where they have more brain fog, they have more joint pain, they feel like they can't get out of bed for three days. 
But I'm all for that too. I don't want someone to be triggering their autoimmune symptoms, but I also want someone to be able to feel strong and stable in their body, especially if they struggle with that hypermobility component. And so I look at the Hashi crew, the Hashimoto's women, through this rehab lens. What's moving too much? What's not moving enough? What's contributing to joint pain muscle aches? Obviously, it's an element of hypothyroid and underactive thyroid that can contribute to the joint pain and muscle aches because every metabolic process in our body requires thyroid hormone, including our muscle tissue, a very expensive tissue metabolically. So if something is moving too much, if there's hypermobility, joint laxity, sloppy joints, you want to create stability. You want to create joint integrity. But first, how do we identify this? In the physical therapy world, we use a Baten score and it checks for 10 different points in the body and it grades it from a mild, moderate to severe. But we're checking for these points. If you looked at someone standing from a profile, from a side view, do their knees hyperextend? Like do the knees travel back behind the ankles? You can also check this point laying flat on the table passively and just lifting the ankle off the table. So having someone else lift the ankle off the table and seeing there should be about five to 10 degrees of extension beyond zero, which would be the heel on the table. But does the knee extend five to 10 degrees? That's normal. And then does it extend even more? That would be a sign of hypermobility. We check the elbows. So do the elbows hyperextend? Typically, this shows up in the top of a plank or in a down dog. If you're in yoga class, the instructor will come around to you and always be like, hey, put a little bend in your elbows, maybe because they are hyperextending. You can bend the pinky back past 90. That's a sign of joint laxity. And then taking your thumb and pressing it to the soft part of your forearm. If you could touch your thumb to your forearm, again, sloppy joints. The last piece is if you stood with your knee straight and you bend forward knee straight, could you palm the floor? That is actually probably every yogi's dream <laughs> who's in a yoga class, a yoga instructor, but that's actually too much laxity or stretch in the hamstrings. You should be able to touch the floor with your fingertips or fingertips even an inch above the floor, but palming, putting your whole hand on the floor with your knees straight in a forward bend is actually a sign of hypermobility. So those are the points that you check for the Bain score. So how do we start to rein in this hypermobility? Well, I have every woman get their thyroid checked, full thyroid panel, also checking for the two antibody tests, as well as any sort of autoimmune serum factors, RF factor for rheumatoid arthritis. There's others. We'll talk about that in another podcast with a guest on blood work. But how do you start to rein it in? Resistance training, strength training, picking something up with amazing form using a proper breath and brace. The brace being how do you engage your core to stabilize the joints so you're not using the joints compression or compressing the joints such that it can cause pain, especially in the low back. How do you create that tank of strength in the belly so that when you lift, there is good integration and you're using the muscles and you're stacking the bones. I usually take out people's yoga practice. Sometimes I feel like I'm taking out their soul. It's only for a short time, usually six weeks, four to six weeks. And integrating resistance training, strength training, typically with kettlebells, because they are very forgiving when you're first learning form, three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes. So the 
joint laxity from a passive, like if you moved the joint passively, someone else moved your knee into extension for you, that joint hypermobility and laxity will still be there, even with resistance training. But it might dial it back, it might be less. And as you're moving through the world, like you're walking, you're going to have more integrity in the joints. So for people who patients I've seen who only walk, and then I start to add resistance training, they actually feel better when they're walking because they have more muscle on the bone, they have more muscle mass, they have more joint integrity, their joints aren't so sloppy, and they actually feel more grounded. They feel stronger in their body. So this is a clinical observation for the women with Hashimoto's that I've worked with in the clinic because I'm looking at the Hashi ladies from a rehab pain movement lens. And so if I make one recommendation, if these points come up in the body that we mentioned that are picked up by a bait and score, let go of the stretching, the foam rolling, the yoga, the massage. I know it will feel challenging at first because everything will feel tight. But if you then start to replace it with resistance training, strength training, just try it for four weeks, six weeks under guidance. This is one of the reasons why I created Thyroid Strong. My six-week online workout program for the Hashi ladies is because I was seeing these women come in. They were doing yoga, lots of child poses, lots of just down-regulating the nervous system to get out of that fight or flight, but they weren't feeding the muscle. And when I put them on a resistance training program, they felt so much better. And they still keep it up, which I love. If there's one thing I recommend, dial back the release, the desire for more mobility and start to create stability. And the best way to do that is by picking up a weight. If you want to learn more, check out Thyroid Strong. It's my signature program for the Hashi ladies on how to learn to work out without the burnout. But even one of the bigger goals that women aren't coming into the program thinking, I want to be more stable in my joints. But the program does exactly that. It makes you stronger, makes you more stable in your joints, which takes away the pain and just makes it so much easier to move through the world. All right, ladies. So check in the show notes for the link for the Thyroid Strong Program. I hope to see you on the inside. I hope this helps. If you enjoyed this podcast, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review, and I'll see you next episode. If you enjoyed this episode or even learned just one new piece of information to help you on your Hashimoto's journey, would you do me a huge favor? Rate and review Thyroid Strong Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you used to listen in to this podcast and share what you liked. Maybe you learned something new. And if you didn't like it, well, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Dr. Emily Kybird. I read and respond to every single DM. I truly believe all feedback is good feedback, even the ugly comments. If you're interested in joining the Thyroid Strong course, a home workout program using kettlebells and weights, where I teach you how to work out without the burnout, go to dremilykybird.com forward slash TS waitlist. You'll get all the most up-to-date information on when the course launches and goes live, special deals and early access bonuses for myself and my functional medicine doctor friends. Again, dremilykyber.com forward slash TS waitlist. I hope to see you on the inside, ladies.